Hey, hey, friend. Thank you for joining me here on episode 134 of Little by Little Homeschool podcast. And you took a look at the title, Introvert Extrovert, Why It Can Matter and How It Affects Your Homeschooling. And you're thinking to yourself, I never even thought about that. Never thought about introversion and extroversion. I mean, I know those words. I know the people tend to one or the other. However, I never really thought about it in light of homeschooling. And maybe that's because there's not a huge difference in your home. You might not notice that there are the extremes in your house. But I have heard from many a mom who say, help, this is something I'm noticing in my family as extremes. I want to encourage you to listen in, whether this is something that you feel like is affecting you or not, because I think it'll help you. Well, I know it'll help you. (laughs) That's why I did the podcast episode. So that you can hopefully see some things in yourself see some things in your children, because the point of all of this is to encourage you in your day in and day out and year by year of homeschooling so that you and your kiddos, your entire family can glorify God, can learn about his amazing creation and carry out the calling that he has upon your lives. Okay, let's tackle this issue right here of introverts and extroverts. And let's dive into how does this relate to and how does it, does it even affect homeschooling? It does. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Are you struggling in the understanding of your child, maybe a couple children, or maybe one in particular, or maybe the flip side there is true. And you have a kid who looks at you and is like, mom, I don't really get you. I, I, I don't understand. Well, there could be other reasons why maybe they don't get us because your children were adults and some of us just have some weird habits. But when it comes to like, mom, why do you enjoy just to sit at home and, you know, cozy up on the couch and read a book? Like, don't you want to go out and party? There's fun things to do out there. And they're looking at you and they're not understanding. And in a child's mind, they're not going to fully understand. Our kids, they'll look back someday and be like, ah, oh, yes. Once they have more time and wisdom and experience in the world, they'll be like, oh yeah, mom was an introvert. <laughs> so maybe you're having some trouble understanding your child, or they're just kind of looking at you side-eyed like, I don't get it, mom. We're going to talk about that today in relation to introverts and extroverts. Now, I myself would call myself an introvert. I tend towards those. It doesn't mean that I can't go out in public and do social settings. And I do go and do those things. And I am quite adept. I can do it really well. But if I was given a choice between going out or staying home, (laughs) I'm going to choose to stay home or stay home and invite people into my home, which I guess would be a semi in between. But if I was given the choice, and we're going to talk about the definitions and, and all of that here in just a second, but given the choice, I would choose mostly I'm an introvert. I live in a home now with a few extroverts. And the fact that their mother, 
it tends towards being an introvert, they had to learn to be okay to have quiet time. And you know what? I think this has really benefited and balanced them out because some extroverts that I have met are really extroverted. Like they cannot be alone. They can't be alone with themselves and their thoughts. And I think it's it's actually a skill that we can teach our children. And it's something that will really greatly benefit them as they get older. So I think that having some children that are extroverts and they had to learn like, okay, we got to be, you know, have some quiet time, have some alone time. And I mentioned this just in the previous episode, 133 about quiet time and that kind of stuff. So you can go back and listen to that episode of that kind of picture curiosity right there. As promised, I said I would give you a little bit of information about introverts and extroverts. And I'm getting this from uh, simplypsychology.org. So you can look that up if you want some more information. Now, really, basically, the concept of introverts and extroverts was introduced in the early 1900s by Carl Jung. And little known fact, I actually minored in psychology. I think psychology is really super fascinating. But I don't agree with everything that Carl Jung said. <laughs> I do need to put that out there. But I think that there's something to this with an understanding of it. But I do want to preface this with the fact that we can study psychology, but there is God who created our minds, who is above those things. And we're never going to fully understand how people's minds work. And we're constantly as humans going to be trying to categorize ourselves and put ourselves into a box and say, oh, I'm an introvert. I can't do that. I'm an extrovert. I can't do that. And I think that that is a wrong type of mindset. I think that we should um, study psychology and study stuff like this, introverts and extroverts, so that we can understand what maybe our natural inclination might be, but not allow it to hold us down and keep us in a box and keep us from doing things that God calls us to. So overall, though, introverts are most comfortable interacting in small groups, and they prefer one-on-one relationships, and they are energized, like they get their energy to keep going every day by spending some time alone. Extroverts are those who tend towards wanting to be really sociable and they might be a bit assertive and they seek out excitement and they enjoy being the center of attention, they get their energy by spending time with other people. A couple of signs that this website says that you might be an introvert says that, and this, again, we're not putting ourselves in a box. We're just like, "Mm, okay, that kind of sounds, I tend towards that. So being an introvert, they say they're more thoughtful, energized by being alone. They enjoy solitude. They tend to keep their emotions private. They're quiet and reserved in large groups or around unfamiliar people. They can feel drained by people and they need privacy. They process their thoughts in their head rather than talk them out. They are more sociable around people they know well, and they learn well through observation. Now, extroverts, on the other hand, They enjoy social settings. They enjoy seeking attention. They're energized by being with others. They're friends with many people. They're sociable. They're outgoing. They enjoy group work and they prefer talking over writing. Now the site does go on, which is a good thing here to say that, you know, introverts and extroverts, there's two opposing categories, but we really should look at it as a scale. And that's why in the beginning I said, I wouldn't say I'm 100% an introvert and I don't need to be alone all the time. And there are people who need more alone time than I do. And there's extroverts who need tons of time with people and some who are like, well, I just need some time with people. So understand that there is a scale, even though we have those categories. And I appreciate 
that they're talking about that on this site. So again, you can check it out more if you want, simplypsychology.org. But it's not coming necessarily from a Christian worldview. So, you know, you kind of have to add that, that twist and that focus on it. So why am I talking about this and why does it matter when it comes to homeschooling? Well, I alluded to this a little bit there in the beginning in that the fact that we can run into some contention, we can run into maybe some not so smooth days and months and years with our kids if we don't understand maybe where they're coming at, especially when it comes to those who might tend on the scale of introvert or extrovert on the opposite ends. Uh, when we encounter kids who need a lot of social time, that's where they get their energy. They couldn't do an entire week at home. They would go very much stir crazy. Then you might have on the other end, you might have a child who you have to drag out of the house. They prefer a lot of time alone. And you as a parent are saying, okay, we got to find some type of middle ground. And if you have the extremes on both ends in your home, then you're up for a big challenge there. And you're shaking your head. Mm -hmm, I definitely am. But it matters in our homeschooling so that we can help to understand our kids. And they can also come to the point of understanding us a bit more too. Now, if we have children that are similar to us, if you're an introvert and you're introvert children, you're like, yes, I get you. And if you're an extrovert, you understand well the extrovert children, and it's easy to meet those needs when they are the same as us. But today, let's talk about what happens when we run into our children are the opposite of us. What do we do? How do we figure this out when it comes to homeschooling? Because especially, so say, the extrovert, you have an extroverted child and you're an introvert and they got all of that socialization out when they were at school. Like, how do I meet their needs now that they are home? Let's talk about that one first here, okay? Let's put the scenario of introverted mom with an extroverted child. In other words, mom enjoys quiet days at home, having a routine, having things just going on at home, you know, she'll go grocery shopping and that kind of stuff. However, she doesn't have a big need to take part in co-ops every day or hiking groups or this homeschool group or this class or this extracurricular activity. She's very content to live a quieter life, we'll say. And she is now paired with a child that wants a big, exciting life and wants to get outside and be out there. And this can be really hard. Now, the other side, flip side that we're going to talk about in a minute can be really hard too. Okay, so mama, you find yourself introverted and you have an extroverted child. And I'm just going to tell you this straight. Sometimes you're going to need to just pull up your big girl pants and you're just going to have to go and do those social gatherings. Maybe you can also balance that out with activities that they go to on their own. Maybe there's a drop-off co-op you can sign them up for. Maybe it is sports practice and you can drop them off you know, or walk them in, get them into, say it's basketball, get them into the gym, get them to the coach, and then you go sit out in the car and read a book. Or you go around the corner to the local library and you find a corner somewhere, whatever it is. If you can find some types of activities where they can be very sociable with other kids and other adults in an environment that you trust and you know that they're okay there, then maybe while they're doing that, you can go do your introverted type of time. Again, sit in the car, turn the heat up high because it's cold right now. Maybe you're listening to this months down the road and it's hot and you can turn the air conditioning on. <laughs> but your kiddo is doing their activity and you are in the car. How do I know this? Because this is what I have done many, many a time. Gotten my child to an activity. I have sat at baseball fields and 
get them there for warm-up practice and I'll go into my car and I'll sit there maybe because usually they're later in the day and eat my dinner, read my book, listen to a podcast, and then when the game starts, then I'll get out of the car and go on over to the bleachers and socialize with all the parents and stuff. But you know what? I got like 30, 45 minutes to myself in the car and it was absolutely wonderful. So if you can find some activities that they can do and they can be sociable, but then you can also have your introverted time. But on the flip side, you maybe don't have the budget to sign them up for everything. You don't have the time or really the energy or the desire to be running out every single day. Maybe as part of their um, extrovertedness is you find one or two friends that maybe they homeschool too, so they'd be available during the day and they really click and you set up regular play dates. So maybe they get together once a week or once every other week. Say it's once every other week. It'd be like, what, every six weeks, maybe you take turns at houses. They're at your house one time, and in two weeks, they go to the next friend's house. And then in two weeks, they go to the next friend's house. And then two weeks later, they're back at your house. And they get some time just with a smaller group, but they get to be sociable, and they get to play, and they get to have some fun time with those friends. And you are just facilitating it at your house once every few weeks or once every month, month and a half. That way they get their time with friends, but then you also get some bonus time alone then as well. And again, this would be friends, family, or people that you trust and you're okay with dropping them off at their house. And again, it's a win-win. They get some time with friends and you get some quiet time, or maybe during that time, you're friends with their, with the parents. And because introverts aren't always necessarily alone, we prefer maybe one-on-one or just a small group of people. And you can maybe get together and just have that time just with those friends, those other moms at one or two other moms, and you guys can hang out and connect too. So I feel like it's a win-win. Now let's flip it on the other side and say, you are an extroverted mom and you have an introverted child. What that means is as an extroverted mom, you're like, let's go, let's go out and do this. Let's go out and do this. And let's just have lots of time out socializing away from the house. And it turns out you have an introverted child who. Most likely, if they are young, they're, you're not really going to fully understand, like, why are they melting down? Why are they throwing fits? Why are they having temper tantrums? And what, what's, you know, why does it seem like maybe there's some behavioral issues? And this is what you can see when they're younger and they can't verbalize and say, hey, mom, I know I'm two or three years old, but I'm an introvert and I get my energy from being home and having quiet days. <laughs> they can't say that to you. And they still won't even... Even elementary, middle school, they don't really quite understand. I felt like in high school, my kids kind of started to see maybe where they would get that from and I would have conversations with them. But before that, it's kind of us as moms troubleshooting and figuring out. And so if you are an extroverted mom and you have an introverted child, you might be seeing some behavioral issues and you might want to just kind of take a step back and say, you know what, let's clear the calendar And let's see what happens when we are home more often. And if you start to see that those behavior issues and those concerns you have went away, maybe they're a bit more introverted, or maybe it's just a season in life and overall they won't be super introverted, but just a season in life that they can't handle a ton of stimulation. And I encourage you just to scale back and this can be hard. So if you are a mom who is extroverted, get your energy from being out, you enjoy going to parties and social gatherings. And your child would much rather sit at home and play dolls, play trains, read books, and just be with their family. You're like, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) Oh, so what do you do? Well, 
Go plan some parties. No, go find some friends that you can get together with. I do want to encourage you not to just become a hermit at that point because it is probably going to maybe depress you after a while. So you know what? There is some things that we would like to do and just figure out what is, you know, what can we do? Is it maybe twice a week that we go out and do things or is it maybe three or four times a week, but it's only for short spurts of time. And before we go out, I make sure that my child is filled up. They've had some quiet time. We've had some downtime at home. They've been able to play. And then when we go out and do these activities, they're fine. And then afterwards, when we come home, I give them time to decompress. And you're going to want to go back and listen to the episode about meltdowns and all that kind of stuff, because this would be very, that information would be really helpful for this as well. But I'll link that in the show notes for you. All right. So you're an extroverted mom, you have an introverted child. And this is when I'm just going to tell you, this is when, well, it goes the other way with the other one too, if we're introverted and they're extroverted, is that when it comes to motherhood, sometimes we need to, this is going to sound really dramatic, we need to die to ourselves a little bit. But we need to get to the point where we say, I mean, we've made so many sacrifices for our children. And it's just one of many sacrifices that we'll make. And the fact that, you know, I'm going to sacrifice this time that I enjoy being out with people five, six, seven days a week, and I'm going to scale back for my child and just know that this is a season in life. And yes, it can be a long season in life, but you could get to the point where your child is older and maybe they're a young adult still living at home. Nobody says that you need to then cater to their introvertedness. No, you can go out a couple nights a week if you wanted to with friends or go bowling and meet them out for this and coffee. And maybe you don't not have friends you want to do it that often, but maybe it's different groups of friends. But there will come a time where you'll be able to do that again. And so I just want to encourage you to meet your kiddo where they are, see what they need. Don't let them become like a hermit and you don't need to become a hermit either, but just kind of meet them where they are and understand that they're coming into themselves and you're trying to figure them out. And motherhood just requires a lot of sacrifice. And that can be really hard at times. And this is when we really need to lean on God and his provision and say, Lord, I just need more time with people. Help me make this work. Maybe that means that you hire a babysitter to come over once a week or once every other week for a few hours. And it's just your kiddo or your couple of kiddos and the babysitter. And you get to go out and go do something that's going to fill you up. So it's just being creative with our time and our energy and our resources and figuring out how can we make this work? We're all going to be very different, but we're a family and we're a unit. How can we make this work so that we can all be encouraged and we can all carry out the calling that God has for us? Now, again, I want to go back to the fact that we can very easily as people use this introvert extrovert as a label. Well, I'm an introvert. I can't go out and do that. Well, you know what? If God's calling you to go out and do something and to witness somewhere or to serve somewhere, he will equip you to do that. And it's okay if you're an introvert, you can take some time beforehand to have some time to kind of build that up and get prepared for yourself and give yourself some time to decompress afterwards. But I don't want you to put a ton of weight on these labels and these boxes because God is greater than any psychological label and he can use these areas of introvert, extrovert, and all the different things to help us as women, as parents, as families to learn and to grow together. And he can use these as a part of our sanctification. I can tell you right now that I used to be much more introverted and probably left up to my own devices 
I would be very much an introverted person. I would live like in a little cabin by myself in the middle of nowhere. And my husband's like, we are not moving and doing that. You know, if we have the resources and we can purchase something, you know, on the side, he's like, but then if we do that, you probably never would be here. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, but so left to my own devices, I would go and do that. But God has blessed me with a husband that is not like me. But neither of us are super opposite, like polar opposite ends or anything. But just know that he can use those things and he can shape us and he can mold us. He can refine us. And so I don't want you to let the introverted or the extroverted labels hold you back or make you think that you can't connect with your child or that there's nothing you can do about it. There's a lot of different options. So I want you after this episode to sit down, brainstorm, think about you know, is this the issue that's kind of the contention maybe in some of your parenting issues and homeschooling issues? And what can we do? How can we work with this? And I hope that this episode has encouraged you, given you some food for thought, given you some action steps, and I would love to hear more about it. And if you are looking for community, if you're looking to connect with other homeschool moms, you know where you can do that? In the Facebook group. There is a link in the show notes. It's an amazing group of homeschool moms who really just want to encourage one another. We all live in different places. We're at different ends of the spectrum when it comes to homeschooling. We have different styles of homeschooling, how we carry it out. But it's been beautiful to watch moms come on in, ask a question and to get some feedback and some encouragement. And it's just been fun. So if you're not in the group, you need to be in the group because you're fun and we'd like to get to know you. Okay, so check out the link in the show notes. All right, friends, this has been a fun one. I like dabbling into the psychology kind of stuff. And I hope that you'll have a really good weekend and we'll see you back here in just a couple more days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.